Hello again, and welcome back to Marketing with Purpose. My name is Monica Pitts, and today I am going to talk about eight tips to save time and boost marketing productivity. Because I know that it's the beginning of the year, and everybody is making these resolutions about how we're going to run our businesses and market them more effectively. Everybody gets super excited about growing, and great marketing is part of growing. But first, we got to get that marketing done, right? And the trick to getting that marketing done is figuring out new ways to be productive and make it happen faster, right? Because um, really, the most common way to suck at your marketing is to just straight up not do your marketing. And I know I hear all the excuses, like I hear them. I've actually made them all myself, quite frankly. So one of the easiest ways to start succeeding in your marketing is to actually get it done consistently. Not everything that you do is going to be awesome, but if you consistently do it, it's like you're building the karma to, to get what, what you need out of your marketing. But then, you know, you still have those excuses again, right? I'm saying do it consistently, but you're like, oh, I don't have the time. And it seems like all of the excuses revolve around that big, bad four-letter T word, right? Time. So I want to blow up the T word and put some ideas on the table to get work done faster so we can all go back to working on all the other stuff that we're responsible for. Now, to be fair, though, I do want to say that most of the efficiency boosters that we can put into our marketing do require an upfront commitment to set them up. So that is time invested. But some are just about following a process and sticking to it. So let's go through those eight tips to save time and boost marketing productivity. Let's get to business. If you're a natural born marketer, you're one lucky son of a gun. If you're like most people, marketing, especially online marketing, is about as appealing as standing in a police lineup. The May Create team of creatives has transformed websites and digital marketing from craptastic to fantastic since 2005. Our podcast, Marketing with Purpose, makes sense of marketing so you can make purposeful decisions instead of carrying on with the same old crap you've been doing. And now your host, Monica Pitts, founder of May Create, with another episode on how to make your marketing not suck. Okay, let's get to those eight tips. So first things first, hopefully you have some type of semblance of a plan, like some type of goals of what you want to get to, an idea of the types of activities that you're going to do, right? And for some people, those plans are really big picture. And so I'm not putting a plan into my eight tips because I feel like that's kind of a given. Like you need to have some type of plan that you're going to be following and an idea of what you want to do. So my first tip is once you have your plan and you have your ideas, you're going to make a content calendar. This is going to be your roadmap to actually getting your marketing done. And your content calendar doesn't have to be fancy. Its, it's purpose is to tell you what you're doing and when it's due. So you'll make a list of your events and your marketing campaigns and activities leading up to them. You would decide the frequency for your emails and your social posts, your blog posts, videos, podcasts, anything else that you're doing or planning on doing in your marketing plan. And then in your content calendar, you'll list out all those individual items and explain what they are and assign due dates for each item. I use Airtable for this, but you can put them in on a calendar. Like for a long time, I used Google Calendar, or you can have them in a spreadsheet. I mean, heck, you can put them on a whiteboard for all I care. I've used a whiteboard to do this before. But you basically, you've got to know what you're doing, 
what you're going to be writing about or designing about or videoing and you have to know when it's due so that way you can get it done in a timely fashion when you sit down and do your marketing you need to know what you're working on right now and it shouldn't just be something that's up in the air so when it's time to produce all your awesomeness you won't have to dream up all of your ideas because that's already done and you can just get to business And then when you have new ideas, you can add them to the calendar or sub them out for existing ones that you might feel are stale or not as important anymore when you revisit them. But definitely make sure to add some little details about each item that you're going to do, like maybe what's going to be included or a quick outline for your blog post or your podcast. So that way you don't have to question what on earth this is. I cannot tell you how many times I've opened up a content calendar and read a title for something and gone... I have no idea what that is. And so then I have to think up something else, right? And you don't want that moment. So tip number one is do that planning and make a content calendar for yourself. You will feel so much more in control then when you sit down to do your marketing because you'll know exactly how you need to get to business. So tip number two is recycling. And I've talked about recycling a lot, but it is absolutely a huge productivity booster. If you don't have a lot of time, then the fastest way to get things done is to use the stuff that you already have. I mean, why cook a whole new meal when you can heat up those yummy leftovers, right? One of the things my husband says he likes about me is that I don't shy away from leftovers. I actually love them. (laughs) Like I eat them all day and I even make them into something else, (laughs) usually tacos, right? or marketing occasionally. And actually my husband is like hanging out right behind me right now with his noise canceling headphones in because we are uh, quarantined for COVID, yay. Man, it's like the recycling door of COVID (laughs) quarantines in my office, I swear. So just like I recycle leftovers into tacos, you can recycle all your other marketing awesomeness into your emails and social posts and vice versa. So if, for example, something is important enough to put on your website, then it's probably important enough to send an email about and make a social media post about. Every time that you post a job or add an event or a frequently asked question to your website, you can consider that an email and a social post already written. You do not have to recreate the wheel, okay? And if they're super long, then break them into multiple social posts and drive people back to your website and talk about them over and over again. You can talk about the same thing over and over again in social media. It doesn't have to be different every single time. The words should be different, but you can talk about the same concept on repeat, and I would absolutely do that. Now also, you can recycle by taking the things that are doing really well and putting them in another medium. So if you have social posts that are doing awesome, then you can put them in an email and see if they do awesome there too. Because like currently the average Facebook post only reaches like 5.2% of your total audience. That's just not very much. It's very sad actually. So believe me, not everyone is seeing it. And the average email open rates are 18% across all industries. So not everyone is seeing your email either. So boost productivity and boost the effectiveness of your marketing by recycling your content and getting it out across multiple mediums so more people see it. Use it again. Okay, so tip number three. So, you know, you've made your content calendar and you're definitely going to recycle stuff now because we just talked about that, is to segment your emails at sign up. You've probably heard of segmenting before. It is a very effective way to improve your email marketing results. Talking to someone about what they want to hear about instead of just talking to everyone about the same thing. 
I was in a Facebook Live the other day and someone asked me if I had a magical email segmenting fairy that I could loan out. <laughs> and everyone in the audience actually wanted access to this fairy. They said they would trade their unicorns for her. Mm-hmm. And here's the thing, I kinda do. Like let's say that somebody fills out a job application and at the end of the application you add a checkbox. Would you like to be notified about future positions that open up in our company? So they just check the box. And then when people check that box, they can be added to a specific list just for job applicants. And boom, that is a segmentation fairy at work. You segment them when they sign up. So then when you make posts on your website about things that a future job applicant might be interested in, maybe news or an employee highlight or a really cool job, you can send them out to those job applicants, those people who are interested in becoming employees at your company, and you can foster those relationships with information that they are interested in. So you can apply that same concept to events, donations, downloads, or new customer intake forms. Each form could be segmented based on what it is and you can even segment based on the answers that they submit through the form. And then that form will segment them automatically. So then your list subscribers are segmented at the very beginning and you can just email them about the stuff that they really care about. Now, unfortunately, my segmentation fairy does not retrofit your list. <laughs> That's very sad. I know because I just had to go through and segment my email list all over again because I realized that one of my auto segmenting fields didn't work for the last like six months. And so I had to go in and resegment, which is a pain in the butt, but hey, you can, and I did this on multiple of mine, you can always export your signups from last year and then add a new field to them and then upload them in mass and segment them that way. Don't segment people individually, do it in mass by exporting and importing your users. It'll just update the user profile. It will not take away all the information about it. So setting up this kind of segmenting from the beginning is a huge efficiency booster because it alleviates you having to do it on the back end and it actually ensures that it gets done. It will also improve your email results and it will keep people on your list longer too, which is a huge efficiency booster in and of itself because you don't have to find more people for your list. You can actually just continue building relationships with the people that you have because you know that they are like way more likely to buy, donate, or apply for that job if they have been communicating with you for a longer period of time and you have a better relationship with them. So that is my tip number three is to segment your emails at sign up. Okay, and now in that same vein about emails, number four is to automate your emails. And I know I've talked about this so many times before in my blogs and my podcasts, but I'm gonna say it again here. You need to update your website and have your website create and send emails for you using an RSS feed automated email. Now, most systems can do this. We use MailChimp for it most of the time because you can actually do it with the free account. But I know that MailerLite and SendInBlue also do it as well as many other systems. Now let me repeat though, the email should send automatically. You should not have to log into the email system and click a button, none of that. More clicking is bad. You have to remember to click, automatic is good. So no, more clicking is bad friends. Even, like, even if it's pulling the information in for you on a click, you still have to remember to go out and click it, right? And we're trying to figure out a way to get stuff done without having to do things. So automatic is great basically what happens is whenever you update your website 
the email service looks at your site and sees if there's anything new. And if there is, then the email service will format the website information into an email and it sends it out automatically via one of those email marketing programs that I mentioned earlier, like MailChimp, MailerLite, SendinBlue, they all do these things. It saves you so much time. Plus it ensures that you actually get your email updates out and sent to your audience so you don't have to remember to do it. And you can segment these automated emails to send just to the people who you think want them. It's, it's really stinking amazing. And I know, I know, I know, I know. For you guys who are control freaks, I know that you don't have as much control over this email as you do over the ones that you create yourself, but it gets sent. And remember that even amazing lists are only getting a 25% open rate on them to 30%, right? And if yours is doing more, then well, just, just don't even listen to me. Like, just keep doing whatever you're doing. But uh, done is better than perfect, okay? So automate those emails. Have them send from the stuff you put into your website. All right, so number five. Tip number five is work in bulk and then schedule everything. So if you're not using a scheduling system for your social media, your emails, and website updates, then you're leaving the big T on the table, right? Because the trick to getting stuff done efficiently is to get in the zone, write a bunch of stuff at once without switching tasks on repeat. So this alone will save you time. Each time that you switch tasks, you have to settle back in. And so writing a one-off social media post will take like 20 minutes sometimes. Because you got to write it, you have to edit it, you have to like schedule it, you have to go make the graphic. But if you were making all the graphics at once or writing all the, the words at once, it takes far less time. But you can sit down and do like 15 posts in bulk and it might only take you like two hours. So if one social post, one one-off post is taking you sometime between like, you know, 15 and 20 minutes and then you can do 15 posts in two hours, like you do the math. This is awesome. Like this is what we want, right? So once your creative is done then, you're gonna put it into a scheduling system to make sure you create a regular cadence with your audience because remember, the trick to marketing is that consistency. And when you're planning it ahead of time, then you're certain that your audience knows what you need them to know when you need them to know it. And then you can set it and forget it. Like no more calendar alerts to drop what you're doing and post a new message directly to each and every social media platform that you're trying to maintain a presence on, right? And, and the other really awesome thing that's gonna boost your productivity when you're using a scheduling system is that you can also save your data so that you can review it when you want to. Because some social media platforms, they don't keep your data for very long. So it's really hard to see what worked last year at the beginning of the following year when it's just, it's not available at all. It's only available for a few months. And then you'll become more efficient because you only have to learn how to use one user interface to review all of your social media data instead of trying to sort through the nuances of every single different medium that you're publishing to. So there you go. Tip number five is to work in bulk and then schedule everything. All right, so tip number six is to effectively prime for content. So what do I mean by that exactly? Well, if you are a human, 
in charge of extracting marketing details from the rest of your staff, then you know exactly how painful that task is. You can literally ask until you're blue in the face and somehow they still never give you anything and the stuff that they do give you is complete junk. I've heard this so many times from clients and consulting clients. They're like, I just can't get anybody to give me anything. So you can use this trick that I learned forever ago in sales training and and they trained us to do this to ask for referrals basically. You have to make your ask more specific. So instead of asking, do you have anything that you wanna put on social media? which from experience, I can tell you, you will generally just get static um, when you ask that question. You need to ask with an idea in mind. So you're gonna do that prior planning, right? So you have your content calendar because you already made it. So now you, you pretty much know what you want, right? So you ask, can I get a picture of Bob up in the bucket truck? That would be fun to put on social media, don't you think? Because they will get you a picture of Bob in the bucket truck, right? But they, they don't have an idea of what to put up on social media. You could ask, who always comes in with a smile? I want to feature them in our newsletter. Or instead of asking, what should I say about our event? Ask, what time and where is the event? Tell me about the vibes. Are there photos from last year that I can use? If you give ideas instead of just expecting people to come up with them on their own, that, well, especially because in all likelihood, the person you're asking is not a marketing expert, then you'll get the information you want and you'll get it way faster to boot. So tip number six is to effectively prime for content. So you're going to make a marketing calendar, right? A content calendar. So that's number one. Number two, you're going to recycle your content. Three, you'll segment those emails at sign up. Four, you're going to automate your emails. Five, you're gonna work in bulk and then schedule everything. And then six, you're going to effectively prime for content, which leads us to seven. We need to find an easy intake process for content. So coming up with ideas is usually easy for marketers, but then actually putting them into action is far more challenging because you have to find all the assets that you need to create that amazing final product. It doesn't matter if you're blogging or doing social media or creating emails, you have to have the stuff that goes in them. And if it's strewn all over creation or on somebody else's desktop, then it takes forever to do your work and you spend more time searching for stuff than actually doing the work, which is completely annoying. Like I hate that. (laughs) So one of the easiest ways to streamline content intake is a simple Google Drive or Dropbox folder because you can upload your pictures to the folder from your phone like the second you take them. Instead of thinking you need to publish them to social media right away or like putting it on your to-do list for later. So we have a folder just like this that our clients drop things into that we drop photos into. So then when it's time to actually make the social posts or write that news article, we just set up a time to talk to the client or the person who posted the photos and ask them about the pictures so that way we can get the story and write it for them. It is so much easier. So you just need to have a process to get the information in an easy way that works for your team. It might not be Google Drive or Dropbox. It could be that they just always text it to you. I don't care how you do it. Just make sure that your process really works and that you've thought through how you're going to intake your content. And then along that same vein, it feels like the process of intaking creative requests is like never linear. Like people give you suggestions in meetings or via email or even chat. Like they're all over the place, right? They're just like not in a process. It's not linear. It's just randomly. 
And I have to keep them all straight and organized someplace. Like there has to be a centralized location that I keep all this stuff. You can keep ideas in the Notes app on your phone or in a Google Doc or a Google Sheet because you can access them from anywhere. Really the trick is you just have to find something that you can access from anywhere and keep your notes there and just know that that's where they're gonna be. Really anything cloud-based will do, use whatever program that you feel the most comfortable with. I personally use Milanote and we just had a conversation about whether it should be Milanote or Mylanote. We don't really know, I call it Milanote, whatever, it's great. I have a board for each one of my clients and my own company as well where I gather ideas and document marketing assets and our creative content and I can access it anywhere from my phone and computer so I'm just I'm not without my list maker. The hardest thing is when you're taking notes in one thing you have to transfer it over to another so make sure that you're in taking those requests and ideas in a streamlined way and keeping them in a place that can be accessed from anywhere whenever you get them. Okay, so that's number seven, is finding an easy intake process for your content. That's just, you know, take a look at what you're doing and ask yourself, could it be easier? It could be fun. All right, so that brings us to our final tip, which is number eight. Ah, This is one of my favorites. Use your website like a tool instead of like an updatable brochure. Like people think their websites are just like online brochures, and my friends, they don't have to be like that anymore. It can be used to make your life easier. Not just your marketing life, but your your business can run smoother because you're using your website to its fullest potential. So what, I, what I'm talking about is there's actually two different things that I want you to think about. One is I want you to ask yourself, what are the things that you're doing on your website that take an ungodly amount of time? Right, so there's things that you're probably doing on your website and you're like, ugh, I have to go out and do this. Because odds are pretty good that there's, there is a better way to do them out there. And the first step to improving your website and alleviating those things is to just be aware that something is taking forever and that it seems cumbersome. I, I don't wanna bash on web designers because like I am one and I employer, <laughs> I'm an employer of multiple. <laughs> but some web designers are really, really so smart that they're stupid right they just don't understand that something that takes them mere minutes is extremely time consuming and absolute pia for you they just don't know because they're smart <laughs> and they know different things than you know they couldn't do your job why why are they expecting you to know everything that they know right so once you figure out what's wrong then you can contact your web developer and find potential solutions so that's your second step you don't have to be responsible to know what the solution should be but you do need to be able to explain what the problem is and how you would like it to be different and most of the time it's like i want it to take less time so for example like back in the day i had an auction website where we promoted the auctions on four different pages of the site and i had to update all four pages every time that we added an auction which was a huge time suck and a breeding ground for errors Absolutely. I was always getting something wrong, like one little piece wrong every time we did it. And now we build sites that update information on four pages with like the check of a box and they expire posts automatically and they add locations to a map or change the color of an image by checking a box. So your website can be a productive member of your team. You just need to identify what's wrong and ask your web designer how you can fix it all kinds of things that you can do there. And I'm sure certain that I'll go more into those in another episode too. Okay, so number two, 
ask yourself, are there repetitive tasks that you have to do for your marketing or for your business processes that require data entry or paper scanning? Like things that you complain about all the time that could be automated. Because your website isn't just a brochure, it can actually help you run your business. You just have to imagine it first. I mean, like we have websites that send reminder emails for appointments, they build beautifully formatted PDFs out of email forms, and they let people sign documents. We have websites that sell things, add people to email lists, and customize their pages based on user preferences. So there's all kinds of different things that your website can do for you. But the same steps apply, right? The first step is awareness. Just realizing that you're doing something repetitive that might be able to be simplified through automation. A great example of this is employment applications. So some companies still collect handwritten employment applications and transcribe them into a software. Oh my goodness, like that just sounds horrendous to me. Like I could not even imagine doing that. So just like imagine then if your website did that for you instead. So applicants can complete the form online and it's saved as a PDF and then it's emailed to the website administrator and saved with proper naming conventions in your Google Drive. And if you're asking them for additional things like resumes or pictures of certificates, those can all be saved with proper naming conventions and also saved into Google Drive. Yeah, because I think the other really big PIA of getting all these extra documents from people is that they come in with all these rando names and you can never like associate them in any normal way (laughs) in your filing structure, right? Like finding them back is terrible. Friends, this stuff can happen. You just have to imagine it. So once you've imagined it, like the second step is just ask, right? And don't take no for an answer. Unless you just don't want to pay for it, then then take no for an answer by all means. But but just know that some web developers, they just don't like to go outside their comfort zone. So if your guy tells you no, then ask someone else. You're not cheating. You're just finding a good service provider to help you solve your problems. Because odds are, if you want it, you can probably have it, right? In some way, shape, or form. Maybe not exactly how you wanted it, but you can probably have it and it can lighten your load. It's just a question of, is the money that you're gonna pay a developer to do it for you worth it? Does it save you enough time in the long run in your processes or streamline things enough that it's worth it, right? It's a business decision at that point. So don't take no for an answer, you can do it. Identify the things that stink about your website that are taking you a long time that are really painful and think about the things that your website could do for you to improve the processes in your company and streamline okay so let's go through those just one more time tip number one is make a content calendar two recycle your content it doesn't have to be new all the time three segment your emails at sign up to make sure they actually get segmented four automate your emails don't build them by hand five work in bulk and then schedule everything so you can stay in the zone and save that time. Number six is effectively prime for content. Seven, find an easy intake process for that content that really fits your team. And then eight is use your website like a tool instead of like an updatable brochure, okay? And that, my friend, is my explosion of the T word. So just Put a few of these ideas on the table with your team to get work done faster so you can get back to doing all that other stuff that you're responsible for. Maybe maybe not all of these things, right? Maybe just try one or two right now in first quarter and see, can they improve your efficiencies? Can they boost your marketing production and your marketing results, right? 
Okay, so with that, my friends, thank you so much for your time. I really appreciate it. If you liked this episode or if you learned a thing or two, please give us a review. By reviewing our podcast, you enable us to meet more people just like you, and our goal is to help people solve their marketing problems. And I can't help them solve problems if I don't know them, and your review will help introduce me to more people just like yourself. So please give us a review. Thank you again so much for your time. And until next time, go forth and market with purpose. Thanks again for listening to Marketing with Purpose. Head over to maycreate.com, M-A-Y-E-C-R-E-A-T-E.com. Yeah, you heard me right, M-A-Y-E, create.com. For podcast notes and more resources to grow your business. Don't let your marketing suck. Get your pride on. Market with Purpose.